Hey followers, this is Doug Kenny of Movie Maker Doug 55. I'm the author of The Amazing Comeback of an Autistic Spokesperson, My Biggest Success Story. And today, Andy McPhee and I have an incredible guest with us. Her name is Angie, and she's going to share her life journey. Welcome, Angie. Hi, so nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, hi, Ange. Thanks for making hi. time to do this. Oh, no, I'm very excited about the whole thing. I think what you're doing is amazing. So thank you for allowing me to be part of it. Oh, thanks. That's great. Well, Doug, uh, away you go, captain of the ship. <laughs> All righty. So, Angie, it's amazing what you're doing today. So I must ask you, uh, what are you doing these days? Um, these days, I'm, uh, I'm an artist and a designer. Um, I'm also, um, sorry, my brain is a little bit better. I've got epilepsy. Um, I teach boxing as well. Oh. Yes, I teach. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. I teach boxing and I'm an artist as well because you have to kind of, I don't want to be um, an artist starving in the garret. So I always had to have a backup. And so, mm. um, yeah, so I'm a boxing trainer and an artist. That's amazing. That's really awesome. I don't mean amazing in the way that, um, oh, a, a female is coaching boxing. It's just, it's amazing that art is such a, a gentle form of, of creativity. But when you put the paintbrush down, on come the gloves. Yes, absolutely. Which is actually why I'm teaching it rather than being it because yeah. I was a terrible boxer because I could never hurt the other girl. Yes, and so yeah. I couldn't let loose on her. So, but she let always, they would always let loose on me. Hence two broken noses, broken uh, ribs. And I, <laughs> I'd better move on from this and just teach it. Uh, that's, that's, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know about some boxers from Muhammad Ali and, and Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. Yeah. Those are, those are big names in the boxing world. And well, D Doug and myself yeah. interviewed in our second series, uh, friends of mine, uh, Sam Greco, he was uh, world champion K1 back in the day, just before K1 uh, uh, went to MMA. Uh, Sam still, uh, he, he trains, he does, he's done a bit of acting. I've worked with him a couple of times, but his son, uh, they're currently in Abu Dhabi fighting uh, a Ooh. big uh, big fight competition over there. And his son is, Sam's a big guy and you can see his son is taking after him. Then we had Kit Dale, uh, he was a, a two-times world champion jiu-jitsu player. He's an Aussie living in L.A., actor, um, does a lot of, uh, you know, work online. Um, and Jerry Trimble, uh, he's also an actor based in in the States. And Jerry was a, um, a two-times world champion kickboxer back in the day. And he's also a mentor for anti-bullying, uh, advocate, oh, and yeah. he's an actor. So, yeah, it's really, uh, we've had some really interesting people. And we should have stuck you in that one, Angie, in the, in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, just boxing, because with the other ones, uh, like kickboxing, there are too many limbs coming yeah, up. I, know, I right. could only cope with two. So. Yeah, I know. I used to do judo for a long time. I'm a first Ooh. stand in judo. I did that for 20 years. And then... I took up uh, pro wrestling for about you know, 12 years, I think. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, I'm I did I did boxing. I'm not going to even pretend to think I was a good boxer. I can handle my own, but I knew well and true there's a lot of guys out there that are way better than me, and I don't like things thrown at me. I'm more into the grabbing and wrestling. I love that, you know, Greco-Roman style judo. Uh, freestyle yeah. wrestling, I'm more comfortable. I just don't like getting hit, you know. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a bit like you, Angie. Don't like yeah, getting I know. hit. <laughs> so, Angie, after that, I must ask, what struggles did you overcome to get to where you are today? Um, that's such a huge question because it kind of went in stages. Um, but epilepsy is the biggest one but i've used it to my advantage i think so because um if you're going to have a neurological disorder i would say um epilepsy is very interesting because it changes your perception of the world you see the world in a very very different way and also i think if you can't create with it i don't know how people cope without getting it out um, because it has to be, because um, it's so internal and mm. there is no reference on the outside world to actually what is going on in your head. If there's no reference. It's, it's too strange and too nebulous to actually describe. And so the only way I can do it to try and manifest it somewhat is to get it down on paper and to do it when I'm actually in having a seizure like small i have the big grand mal seizures but i have a lot of the little complex partial seizures where you get strange auras like you get a strange taste in your mouth or mm. there's a feeling that i get the only way i can describe it is like having a soft book on the top of my roof of my mouth mm. so um so that's i've overcome a lot from doing it but it's never been this thing where oh i'm gonna um, I'm going to overcome that because I've got epilepsy. It's almost like I've always said, right, I'm going to do that and figure it out when I get there. Like I went to Borneo by myself and um, I thought, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to have seizures when I'm there, but I don't care. I'll figure it out when I get there. And I did mm -hmm. have a seizure. Second night was there. And uh, the, the guy who ran the hostel, I came round and he's going, she's got a demon in her. And I thought, oh, that doesn't bode well, does it, for the rest of the trip? But then I met these other women on the trip, and I told them, I said, I just want to let you know I've got epilepsy. And they're going, oh, no worries, we're the best paramedics in Canberra. So oh, we're wow. So I thought, oh, it all worked out for the best. So, yeah. So overcoming that, that's things. That's amazing, it, Angie. Like, you just said to us then, before we started the interview, that you're having small seizures now. And uh, it was interesting. Can you just explain to the, you know, the, the viewers again what you said to us about these little small seizures, what happens to you now? Yeah, it's, um, I'm having little small seizures in my head and it feels like my brain slips. And when I'm, I'm doing a film at the moment about getting from the beginning of a sentence to the end of a sentence, what goes in in my head throughout that sentence is um, it, my brain goes down all of these rabbit holes. It's like I get deja vu, jamais vu, and it happens so fast and so quickly. And I get to the end of the sentence and I thought they haven't noticed. I, I 
I, I did it. I got that. And there's a, um, a quote in Hamlet that says, time is out of joint. And that's the only way I can describe. When I heard that quote, when I was watching Hamlet, I thought, that's it. Time is out of joint when I do it. So wow. that's the only way I can describe it. So I'm going to make a very short film of me just actually um, talking. Like <coughs> The soundtrack will be a sentence. And, wow. and the visuals would be like the jamais vu, the déjà vu, like the rabbit hole, and the fact that I got there and nobody noticed it. So it's wow. happening throughout this. That's but amazing. I think like, that's it's like, exhausting. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just listening to you say that, it's like we're having a conversation with you, but there's six million mice running on a wheel in your head, and they're all running in different yes. directions, you know? Absolutely. And wow. it's very exhausting to try to appear normal. I think that's, mm. it's exhausting. You try and appear normal. And that's um, because I, if I'm not feeling well, when I go out, I used to wear a t-shirt. Now I wear a mask and it says I have epilepsy. I'm allowed to do weird things because um, sometimes I drop things or I stand and stare and I mm. have to stand back from the curb when I'm crossing the road and I have to do yes. strange things. So I thought at least it gives people some kind of heads up that I'm not drunk or on drugs or anything. Yeah, I just right. want people to know I have epilepsy. Also, it starts a dialogue because it's kind of, um, I, I put it on a, I've just sold, um, I sell a lot of stuff about epilepsy online and a man just um, wrote to me and said that he bought the backpack that had that, um, saying on it for his daughter. His daughter's a teenager and just developed epilepsy. And he bought that for her because he wanted people to start a dialogue with her, her friends mm. at school, because she found it very difficult to talk to them about it. Mm. Um, because when I started to have epilepsy, before I had a grand mal seizure, I would have these strange feelings when I was a teenager, but um, I didn't know, I thought I'd gone mad. And my parents, I mean, the reason I got epilepsy is because my dad used to hit me and he damaged my temporal lobe. And oh, wow. so I was having all of these strange, weird feelings. And I thought, I've gone mad. I can't tell anybody, especially because they're so nebulous. And so, and then I had a grown mouse seizure. I was a hairdresser at the time and I actually fell on a client. So, uh, wow. But it was almost a relief. I thought, oh, that's what it is. That's what so, it is. Look, just to get this straight, you said that it would that your seizures were partly caused by your dad hitting you. Yes, yes, he used to. Uh, yeah, he used to hit me, and um, oh. I am adopted. And they were they should never have adopted children mm. ever in a million years. They were very casual in their violence and very cruel in their violence. And look, and, and just a question that might seem a little off. Uh, um, tilter but your I just connected up is your boxing and learning to protect yourself anything to do with that yeah one of the things it, it's strange that you say that actually because my mother would always say you're very frail and she said your legs look like two bits of string hanging off the bottom of your ah. skirt oh wow. and so <laughs> and inside I felt really tough but on the outside yeah. At that point, I was really quiet, very, very shy, didn't say anything. 
And I thought wow. inside I was thinking, yeah, but I'm actually really tough and they don't know it. And so that, and actually my neurologist also, also said to me, what are you doing? You've got epilepsy. This is the worst thing that you could do. And mm. I said, I don't know. I just feel like I've got to do it. And I thought yeah. I've got epilepsy anyway. I might as well carry on. So yeah. and I did it until my mentor says, well, you're just going to do it until the wind leaves the sails. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's you exactly. You know, funny what you said, and when I laughed, I'm not laughing at what uh, your mum said about your legs, but <laughs> we have a saying back in Australia as well. I'm sure you, because we, you know, you, you threw us out of England many years ago, so we Sorry. brought a lot, of, a lot of the sayings with us. And there was one that, you know, well, you got lucky legs, mate. Yeah, lucky they don't snap under you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's only just recently I've shown my legs, actually, because you know no, how things stay yeah. with you. But now your only, legs are a yeah. bit like Muhammad Ali. Now you're dancing around and throwing punches. Yeah. So, yeah, we're lucky yes. we're not getting hit by you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So it all worked out for the best anyway. <laughs> well, Angie, uh, where are you based right now? L.A., England? Yeah, I'm in West Hollywood. Nice. Yeah, West Time Hollywood. I'm in L.A.? I'm going to have to pay you a visit. Oh, yeah. Come and box. Yes. I would yeah, love to learn yeah, a little well, bit please, about boxing. Yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah, please go. Please, Doug, uh, go with Angie and learn learn boxing. Please do that. Yeah, yeah it'd be uh, good to get my hands in shape. Uh, yeah. You need a you know, boom, boom. Oh, you say I need a couple of these? <laughs> <laughs> so also, uh, I mean... Um, I was determined to go to art school as well. And my parents refused to let me go and said I had to learn a trade. So which is why the thing was being a hairdresser to that. So when I was a hairdresser, I saved up my money and there was only one art college that I wanted to go to and I would never have gone to any others. And I thought if they don't let me go um, I, I, to that one, I'm just going to bother them until they actually let me in. It was the St. Martin's School of Art in London. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and I thought, there's no, if you're going to go to art school, there's no point going anywhere else. Uh, and they did, they let me in, which was, I still felt like an imposter the whole time mm -hmm. I was there. Also, very quiet, very shy as well. Uh, nothing like I am now. Mm. So, um, but yeah, and it was brilliant, and I, and I did a film course there as well. So, uh, so that was really I good. Think, I think uh, uh, St. Martin's, um, they're in Australia. They're in Melbourne as well because they run theatre oh. companies. And uh, if it's the same one, because there's one in Melbourne called St. Martin's, uh, you know, theatre company. They teach acting and classes, so it might be the same one. Um, connected. Well, they kind of um, did. Um, they used to just do art and fashion and sculpture and painting, mm. but I know they've um, expanded now because I became, because I'm Miss Bloody Bossy Boots, became uh, the vice, uh, well, became, the, <laughs> became um, the president of the West Coast alumni out here, wow. which is why I started to put on um, exhibitions for, for them out oh, here great. for three years in a row. I got them all together and we put on big um, exhibitions. Um, oh, that's, and that's then awesome. I put on my first solo exhibition out here as well. Wow. And that was to do with epilepsy because, and it was, you know how people would just say one small thing and the course of your life changes. 
so somebody just a friend of mine in London just as an aside just said it would be fun uh, is she I we went to art college and she said we all need to keep in touch why don't we all do one self-image every single day and just send it to each other so we keep in touch every day and it would make us do art every day so I thought that's brilliant and so I started to do it and then and you could do anything like just a scribble or something mm -hmm. you know as long as you did something we sent it to each other and then because I'm a filmmaker I started to put them on a film almost like a flicker book and then what I noticed was I could see a seizure coming um, it was when you put them all together the brevity and the colors I was using um, became darker and darker and uh, you could see it was almost like going into an abyss and then you came out again from the other side uh, so I put them all together and so it was uh, 365 uh, images and then I put the other women's uh, there was four of us I put some of their stuff together and you could see one woman she was going into this depression because she started very colorful drawings and then again hers when you ran it really fast uh, some of them was just a scribble while she was under the bedclothes at night and so it was this kind of roller coaster for both of us so anyway I put it all together again Miss Bossy Boots um, I put them all together and had a, an exhibition out here so um, so I had 365 prints and I just would run them all together and that's that's it <laughs> really that's how I got my first solo exhibition that's really interesting so you're an artist then yes yes first and I, foremost I'm an artist yeah I have a drawing style that I do to this day that I use and it's different from most people's drawing styles and Good. <laughs> a lot of people tell me I should be a children's book drawer because of it oh yes and why I, don't you yeah mm. I, I I'm actually planning to write a children's book in the future documenting some of the lessons I've learned from my rough spot a few years back oh yes yeah, yeah because absolutely. yeah people well, will be able to relate to to that definitely yes and look, oh, Andy, what, what yeah. you just said is what doug's been you know his journey obviously is dealing with um high functioning autism asperger's so um all these things that life deals with us whether it be um uh <clears throat> some excuse me something that like i never dealt with anger you know so uh when you get to um get to that point where you go you've had enough or you've got to change things or transform you look for um, ways to learn about yourself. So uh, that's how I led to, you know, end up being like the coaching's expanded to people with disabilities and mentor and supporting and things like this. So your story and Doug's story um, and other people's on here is exactly sort of what you just said about what, an, that's an amazing idea about sitting those little daily posts. Like I, I get my clients to do that, but not in that way. I get them to just, um, I start them off walking, um, fitness, changing their diet, getting into the gym, it, even just for actors on coaching. And I'll tell you what, after a couple of months, you see people's whole persona change. So what you did with the accountability of those the images, that was that's great because 
you do get to see what's changing each day, you know? Yes. And that's so great. What a, a fantastic idea. That's really, really good. Oh, absolutely. Um, because especially with the epilepsy, uh, well, no, actually with this woman's depression, one woman, uh, she said, I'm not writing, I'm not drawing pictures of myself. I'm just going to draw pictures of teapots. <laughs> and she said, you're not going to get anything out of me. You're not going to find out what's going on with me. What little she knew was that every teapot that she painted or drew was very apparent what was going on in her life that day, just with the colors or how much time she put into it. And like she's going, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to draw teapots. And I just thought the fact that you're only drawing teapots and don't want to draw yourself is huge as well. So that's yeah, got... So that, that's great like just drawing teapots and then you discover so much about yourself and yes. you know um and i guess and with you you're expressing like all those journeys you had of the abusive uh parents you know and um the hitting and and your parents wanting you to do this but everything sets itself up it's a jigsaw puzzle but as life goes on all of a sudden all these things that occur to us start to alter the way we are you become an artist you become a stand for people with epilepsy you're teaching boxing and it's everything is drawn back to all those little dots that join back to a young kid and what we experience like doug's same journey you know being dealt his card with autism and not fitting in at school and being bullied and someone some teacher just said to him hey um you need to, you know, write, write. You love writing. So next thing, he's got eight books and they're selling on Amazon many, many years later. So, yeah, it's just having those people around you who can see something in you too. Oh, you know? that's so strange. I don't mean to interrupt, but you brought up something really. Um, my life changed with a mentor and it came out of something that quite dreadful happened. I One night, I was married at the time i had three seizures well more than three actually wow. and my husband at the time didn't call an ambulance and i was in a coma for three days um holy cow i know he said oh i thought you were asleep for three days so i came out of it and uh i i couldn't remember but my brain was so scrambled but i managed to get to the hospital and it was a teaching hospital in London for neurological diseases and um, I was in there for six weeks and when I was in there because once again I was very quiet and shy there was um, a consultant there who makes me feel physically sick actually when I think of him and it was a new drug that apparently they said I'd volunteered for which I didn't and um, they gave it to me. And after 15 minutes, I thought, oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Something yeah. happened in my brain. Wow. And I was in this complete panic. I suddenly thought, I don't know where time comes from. Is it the left or the right? And he came around the next day with all his acolytes. And he said, are you having weird existential thoughts? I said, yes. Yes, I am. He's going, oh, don't worry. They'll go. Uh, and they didn't at all. And it got worse and worse. And I was completely paralyzed by them for about six months. And um, 
they gave me a therapist there that I didn't know until later was actually relaying everything that I said in the sessions back to the consultant. Um, but the therapist was amazing. And at the end, she said, I'm going to introduce you to my yoga teacher um, just to give you a few lessons, just to kind of help you because I was in a terrible state. Anyway, um, she introduced me to the, um, she introduced me to the, um, sorry, my brain, uh, yoga teacher, Trevor. And he said he was only going to give me a couple of lessons. He said, but when I saw you, he said, you were broken. And he said, I couldn't, sorry, couldn't um, leave you like that. Um, so he took me on as my mentor and he taught me, he said, I'm going to teach you yoga so you'll always be able to earn a living. But he also taught me Qigong, some martial arts, meditation, and he just took care of me and he really saw me and just um, when I got the opportunity to come to America, I was very like, again, quiet and shy. Uh, he said, he was furious. He said, you have to go. It's going to be the making of you. And so, and so I did. And wow. uh, it was the most, for years, he would just encourage me in everything. He really saw not only who I was then, but what I could become. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so true. Like, it's yeah. Fun. And yeah. Just, just to add to that, my life changed during my rough spot a few years back when I went through a tremendous loss. And in the aftermath of that loss in my bad year in 16, I started training under Andy McPhee. Like I got in touch with him through my brother who used to do sessions with him. My brother decided he didn't want to do it any longer. So I asked my mom if I could inherit his sessions from Andy, as I say it. <laughs> no. and, and I, my mom agreed. And the minute that I started working with him, I began turning my life around and working with him was one of the best decisions I ever made. But sometimes no. he says things that makes me want to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see that, sometimes see that if that elicits a response, then that's a good <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, well, that little sign behind says boot camp, Sergeant. So you signed up, you deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. You're, the, you're a great man. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, well, the, the very, funny, sorry, Gun. I was just going to say, Ange, the funny thing is, um, and you probably relate to this. Uh, when you meet certain coaches, I'm actually not an expert in anything that I coach people with. Maybe the acting, I'm not an expert, but I've been doing it for 30 years over my view. But all the things, like I'm coaching a young guy at the moment who's blind, and I'm coaching him in authoring and writing. I'm not, a, I'm not an author and writer. Yes, I can write, but I'm not an expert. But I make sure that I get resources to help them. And what I've discovered over the years as a coach, I don't need to know everything. All I've got to know is I've got to understand you and where you're at and what, what's going on with you. And I don't have to prove anything. I say, oh yeah, I'm great, I'm a good coach. I can, no, I just need to understand you and what I don't understand, I will go find out to help you. And I've found that that is such an awesome way, like the amount of transformation in people just blows my mind. Like Doug and myself now, um, I, I don't charge him fees anymore because I'm, he's helping me build my social media on YouTube because I can't be bothered. I just don't want to do it. And he's great at that. 
So I said, okay, let's barter, you know? And so he's doing that and I'm, we spend time coaching. I bring him onto the projects where I know he'll be an awesome um, uh, contribution to the, even the country code of Ghana, the West African one we're doing at the moment, helping them get their film up, uh, developing from a short film to a feature film, which is about women's sexual harassment in the workplace, a true story. Oh. And um, it just keeps going. So it took the pressure off me as a coach. I don't have to know everything. I just got to understand no. you, you know? Well, yeah. um, if I may just, just qualify that, my um, Trevor, my mentor, also said exactly the same thing. He would send me out to say, this is a really good Qigong teacher. He knows so much more than me go him and he said always find the very best of people and then go and see them because he also said i don't know everything but these people do so you need to go and get the best of them as well so like you say andy you're the best kind of mentor because you say this is my limit but i can see something in you that can be bigger than that so brilliant you're amazing yeah. andy you really really are yeah, for sure. And I just want to say that being a part of Country Code of Ghana has been an absolute privilege to me. You know, I'm, I'm actually pleased to help others. And one of the reasons that I went through a rough spot a few years back was I had problems with putting others above myself, you know. And I feel that what I'm doing for other people is a chance to redeem myself by helping them share their stories with the world. That's uh, amazing. That, that, yeah. that is, and thanks, Ange, for those kind words. But, you know, and, and I just think all of us, all of us are going to con contribute to other people. And Doug, just quickly share, if you're allowed to, um, what your, your mum shared with me the other day about this future training, you becoming a mentor and coach. Yeah. I'm going through a little bit of a course right now at a university. I'm taking college courses at the moment, but I'm just about to complete my studies and get an associate's degree. Oh, uh, and, wow. you know, it's really incredible. A few years back when I graduated from high school, I didn't graduate on the best of notes because certain staff members at my school didn't they couldn't picture me being a success after high school, you know, and, and what happened was I've proven a lot of people wrong on so many levels. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm just about to get my associate's degree in college. Oh, and, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and I'm doing so much good for other people at the moment that my mom has suggested that maybe I pursue a career as an autistic life coach and mentor oh, to people. That is fantastic. That is the best. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like... Be brilliant. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, and I really believe from, from, from thinking about it that that's probably what God has planned for me. Yes. And so I'm going to... When I'm done with my associates, I'm going to pursue a license for it because you have to have a license, you know, a certification. And I, oh my I God. really I, think I yeah. can do it. Oh, God, I think that's without a doubt. Of course you can. There's nothing you, you can't do if you want to do it. You'll, yeah, you'll find a way. I, but why wouldn't you? The fact that that's even... Um, the, what was that? 
No, sorry, Anne's gone. Oh, I'm just going to say there's nothing you can't do on this planet. Look, I've got a pink shirt on now, and I'm heading out my door because I have a meeting at 2:30. So with digital, we can do whatever. Yeah. Oh, Doug, I think that's brilliant of you. I think that's absolutely brilliant. You're going to be superb at that. Yeah. You really, really are. Wow. That's yeah, so I plan yeah. to be super about it. All righty. I think the point that Andy is trying to make is that we probably <laughs> run out of time. So. Oh, no, that's all right, mate. I'm, I'm, I've got to go to my other meeting. But that's the part of being authentic. You, nothing has to be perfect, you know. Um, our, this whole program we've got here is about, you know, you can make things work um, with this digital world. I've, I've been, I do one hour, two hour walks and I'll coach my clients, my actors for auditions while I'm walking. And it's, um, it's, it's amazing. It's fun because I'm doing an hour walk. We're running through scenes. I'm reading them off my phone and coaching them. And it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> also, there's something about walking that gets your brain um, oh, working. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Doug is, um, he's actually doing really well now. He walks about uh, probably a couple of times a day. He's knocking the time down. So he's, he's you know, uh, say doing 30 minute walk. And now I think he's, what are you up to now, Doug? Is it down to 20, 25 minutes now? It's 24. Oh, great. Awesome. Do you have a dog as well, don't you? Doug, do you take your dog with you? Do you have a dog? That's what I thought. Yeah, you I did. do have a dog named Bunny. Huh. What kind That's of dog? Cool. She's a pit bull, but <gasps> she, My she's favorite. a very yeah. good dog. Like, Bunny is really a blessing that I've gotten this year when I adopted her. Like, oh, I love brilliant. her almost like she's a child of mine. <laughs> That's great. Oh, hey, look, guys, uh, look, uh, we, uh, oh. we have run out of time. Um, okay. But, Ange, we want to get you back on because there's a lot more of your story that we'd love to hear because it's really, really inspiring. And I think definitely for people who are dealing with, you know, um, possibly epilepsy or um, whatever they're dealing with. I love what well, I want to get more into this, uh, what you're talking about, this accountability of posting these different uh, images of that. That's just something I'd really love to go into a bit more, you know? Oh no, I'd love to talk because uh, I found it so more than helpful, actually. Uh, it, it was, uh, yeah. Amazing. Well, look, uh, Ange, and also just let everybody know, we interviewed Steve Spiro, that amazing guy who's yes. doing so much for pets, um, so much for animals, dogs, rescue. Um, yeah, what an amazing guy. And I, I met him through Ange, so, um, and me and Ange met in Uber. There you go. Yes. See, meet people. I know. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. As soon as I met Andy, I thought, oh, he's special. There's something about oh. this guy. <laughs> oh, thanks. And, and, until, until I turned around, you saw the face and went, oh, um, oh, what was I thinking? I must have been having some <laughs> unusual thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you had an energy when I got into your car. I just thought, oh, yeah, this, this guy has got, he's vibrating at a higher level than most people. So. Yeah, well, that's how we connect up with wonderful people like you and Doug. And it just, hopefully we leave something with somebody else, you know, yeah. that watches these. So, well, look, sure. Anne, I really appreciate you. And I definitely, definitely, we want to get you back on. 
I said we, I'm speaking for Doug, but I'm pretty sure he's thinking exactly the same, you know? Yeah, oh. I am. We got to bring you back on the program and we will do Oh, that. thank you. I hope I didn't talk too much. I tend to, oh. you know. I, I wanted you to keep on talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't talk as much as Andy does. Uh, see, <laughs> see this, this, is, uh, this is what I have to put up with, Ange. Right. But everything that Andy says is pure gold. So and it, that's I all agree right. with you. <laughs> uh, Nothing actually, is extraneous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's um, it's pretty warm out here today. So that image you've got, Doug, I feel like I'm actually walking in that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arches was hot that day. But yeah, anyway, I want to thank you guys for appearing on the program. Thank, thank you. you for having me. No problem. Yeah, thanks, thanks for Andy. coming on, Angie. And thank you, Andy, for being such a great mentor and drill sergeant. Yes. Oh, thanks, okay. mate. Your chance. Bye, Andy. Yeah, thanks, Angie. <laughs> Take care. Love you. Yeah. Love yeah. you. 